You're listening to Mission Lab. Mission Lab. From our living new man, Ben Here's our parents, Sean and Camille Brace. Brace, and I'm here with my husband, Sean, and you're listening to Mission Lab, episode 30. Mission Lab. Episode 30, <laughs> success. What is it? What is it? And are we enjoying it? I think this question comes to my mind. We're at towards the end of the year now. 2017 is coming to a close. And I think what a lot of people want to know, I certainly would wonder this myself, if I were listening to us. An episode, uh, to us, which I do listen to us sometimes, um, okay, nice ideas. Are they having any, any success in what they're trying? And now we're going to define success. We're going to try to define success. It's funny because I was listening to one of our favorite authors. Brene Brown. Brene Brown. And... She was being interviewed on a podcast, not ours. Maybe we can get her on <laughs> ours sometime. Brene, if you're listening, get in touch with our people. Um, <laughs> but uh, she, somebody asked her about uh, success, and she said, whoa, I'm really hesitant to throw that word around because what does that even mean? She said, if you are the CEO of a Fortune 500 company and you are, you know, a billionaire, but you don't have a relationship with your adult children, tell me, are you enjoying success? Mm. So it's like, how do we define success and how do we measure it? And um, I think when most people, when it comes to mission and evangelism, when they want to know about success, and this is a temptation for me as a pastor because we always want to quantify our performance, there are typically three Bs. Camille, are you going to say what the three Bs are? I'll let you do it, although uh, I read our little outline that we have here, and I've never even, I mean, I've, I've heard of the concept of these, well, but it you're must not be a pastoral. Really, you're not really in the industry. or the real, I'm not yeah, in the yeah, industry, no, yeah. it's true. So the three Bs are Brene, Brown, and Brace. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, the three Bs are butts, bucks, and baptisms. What do I mean by that, Camille? How many people are in the seats? Mm-hmm. How much money is coming in, and how many people have become members? How many, yeah, people have been baptized? Now, are those good metrics? Um, they do tell something, kind of like what we talked about in our episode. last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know that you can measure all of your success by that. So theoretically, you could have like. Tons and tons and tons of baptisms, but you may not be successful in your mission, right? Yeah, or, you know, yeah. So, like, baptisms and bucks and butts are kind of a symptom of success. They are not the 
they are not the metric of success. Because you could be, let's put it this way, you could be baptizing people but not making a disciple of them. Mm -hmm. But realistically, you're probably, it's not, it doesn't work in reverse because you're probably going to baptize them if you make a disciple. Like you can't make a disciple usually and not have some baptismal. So the point is the metric is how many disciples are being made, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's what I would say is the question of success. And this might sound like a very convenient way to simply say, since we're not having success by the traditional measurements, we're trying to redefine success, right? Like it's almost like, oh, we're not doing very well. So we want to redefine what that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not, that's not the case. I just think we now, you know, numbers, as you said, they do tell something and the Bible uses numbers. The Bible says, and 3000 people were added to them, you know, that day, for example, on the day of Pentecost. So they did, they did care about, you know, those types of metrics. But for me, as I understand scripture, what God is primarily focused on is our disciples being made. That is the metric of success. How many disciples do you have? How many people are making disciples? And how many people are being discipled? And I think since we've started on this journey with our missional community, uh, there's there's a lot more people in our missional community who are out there actively trying to make disciples, bless people, share with others the love that they have. Um, and I think that is a, su- a success. Mm. Uh, I know for me personally, um, being a consumer and sitting in a pew, uh, I don't know that you could call me a, a success. I mean, even though I have a relationship with Christ and uh but if I'm not actively telling people about him, and, is and, that a success? Yeah. Um, and so I yeah. look at my life now mm-hmm. after being a part of uh, discipleship and being part of a missional community for year, year and, and a half, half. Two years almost. Yeah. Um, is a dra- drastic change mm-hmm. uh, from being a consumer and sitting in the pew to now actively looking at my week and and seeing who I can bless, who needs help, mm-hmm. uh, what are ways in which I can get into my community. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I, I, I admit, admittedly, and you and I, we get discouraged sometimes. Do we not get discouraged? Yeah, definitely. What discourages us? I mean, you know, there can be a, a wide variety of things. Well, like just we're thinking, like kind of going back to the last episode, oh, man, you know, more disciples should be made like sooner and quicker. And, you know, why can't more people catch on to this? And, you know, this is not going to work. And, and yet I have to frequently remind myself, well, number one, that my value comes from God success, but then number two, that there are individuals that are becoming disciples and are disciples. And I think of our missional community I mean, it's a, such a small thing, relatively speaking, but 
you know, the people who are involved with that, whether it's you and Ellie and Judy and Cameron and Tom and Jim and, you know, Pudge and Jen and all these people, Sarah and Luke, who are all involved with us. Like, that is really awesome that we've created this community. Robin, I don't want to leave her out. Um, Jim, we've created this community that we didn't have a year ago, basically, almost a little over a year ago, um, that we can we can be in this experience together. And so I look at that and I say, wow, that's that's pretty cool. And we're having those good conversations. We're, we're, we're deliberately and intentionally saying, how can we bless and serve other people? And that doesn't show up on the stat sheet, quote mm-hmm. unquote. And, and this kind of goes back to the last episode we talked about where slow is the new fast because in in our typical minds and in the society that we live in, we're so used to things now or, mm-hmm. you know, it's mm-hmm. a quick in and mm-hmm. out, like, let's get this done. Let's, let's convert people. Mm-hmm. And this process is not like that. It's years, it's decades sometimes of mentoring and discipling and just loving people where they are. And, uh, so you, you don't see those numbers, yeah those numbers quickly. And again, we've mentioned it many times before. It's not even about trying to convert people anyway. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to do life with people and to invest in them and bless them. And if they see something about us that is attractive, great. You know, if not, well, we didn't waste our time with them just because we, um, didn't get them dunked or converted or paying tithe or whatever um so and i found that when when sean and i have been discouraged you know give or take a week or you know whatever throughout this process in the year and a half of course you have ups and downs and i found that god like brings us right back to where he needs us to be Mm. like showing us that we are making a difference we are Mm -hmm. um People are being affected, um, and hopefully in a, in a positive light. And I don't say that to, you know, mm, brag, or, brag or anything like that. But just, you know, it's all God, like Him showing us that He does need us, and that He uh, He wants us to love others and um, and be a light mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to others for Him. Yeah, yeah. And I, I could, I could, we could sit here and tell you story after story after story of individuals, and we're not, we don't want to do that because we. There's like, you know, confidentiality and stuff, but of individuals that we have been so blessed to serve and to tangibly see the kingdom of God being brought to their life because we have been there when they're going through divorce, where we've been there for them when, you know, they've lost a family member or whatever the case is. And to just be involved in their life which we never would have had we been just focused purely on trying to get conversions and get baptisms. Or just being focused within our own church setting mm-hmm. and, yeah. and what's going on in our church and, uh, you know, what potluck is this week and what, you know, program's going on this week within our church instead mm-hmm. of getting outside those walls like we've talked about yeah. so much in these in in many of these podcast yeah. episodes. And, and so to me... It kind of comes back to this. I was reflecting on this uh, a couple of weeks ago as I was thinking about this episode. I would rather have five people who are incarnating the gospel in everyday life within their communities and neighborhoods and cities 
even if they never, ever, ever, ever brought somebody in to become a new member and was baptized, I would rather have that than 500 people in a church who are just consumers. Because I, I would say that our gospel footprint, even though... Let's just let's just tell it how it is. We've not baptized anybody in the last year. Our attendance on Saturday morning is not really anything more than it was a year ago. Maybe even a f- fewer people. Um, our giving, whether it's tithes or offerings or whatever, is not any different. But within the last year, our missional footprint and the impact that we are having when it comes to everyday life, I would say it's just exponentially larger than it was a year ago. And the people that we're intersecting with and the people we're investing in and the lives that we are touching. Mm -hmm. And again, we could tell you story, you know, many stories. It's not to brag. It's just to say like sometimes when I'm able to take a step back and, and see the, the, you know, awesome experiences we've been able to be a part of. I just marvel at how God is, has used us in just in a humble way to be a blessing. Now, I do expect that at some point there's going to be someone who says, I want to get baptized and I want to be a member of your church and I want to do this whole thing. But even if that never happens, if we've been faithful in seeking to bless and serve and be on mission and make disciples... Like that's all up to God, and we've talked about before, Camille. Maybe, maybe there's there, there's probably so many people that we won't even ever know the missional impact we have had until we're sitting there in the yeah. It's interesting. Know, well, just life. just this past week, just yesterday, in fact, we were over at uh, Sean was over at our neighbor's house, and one of them mentioned that. Um, he used to work with two ladies that were Seventh Day Adventists, and he's like, "Yeah, he's like, why is it they always have to be home by like dark, dark on Fridays? Like, why is it always just the women?" So <laughs> Sean had a very good chuckle about that and clarified obviously some things that, you know, we we celebrate Sabbath from sundown on Friday to sundown on Saturday, and it's not just the women; it's you know, everyone. It's not we just have to be bound to our houses either. But it just made me think those ladies, and I have no idea who they are. Um, I have no idea um, how they treated our neighbor or whatnot, but he he knew they were Christians. He knew they were Seventh-day Adventists, um, and he was shocked to to hear that Sean was a Seventh-day Adventist minister. Now, that was a missional fail because this has been our neighbor for like three <laughs> years, and he's lived just a few houses down, and we hadn't spent much time together. We're going to now, I think, by God's grace. But yeah, th- he didn't realize that I was a seventh day. We know a lot pastor. of other neighbors on our we street. Have lots we had, we of, did not know yeah, them we know that lots well. Lots of, of neighbors. But but anyway, so it's just it just reminded me how important it is for me to represent Christ, and how important it is to just plant those seeds of ministering and blessing others, because you never know who that person will come in contact with years mm-hmm. down the road, at, mm-hmm. at just as an example, as our neighbor yeah. has. Yeah, I mean, the whole situation, I, again, we could go on with story after story, but um, just the awesome privilege that I probably would have never encountered had I, again, one, been just sitting in my church office mm. or any, like, any Seventh-day Adventist or any Christian, because these three 
individuals who are parents of of some of our uh, our kids' friends. Uh, they're not none of them are Christian, and uh, in fact, one of them, the one you were just talking about, he said he used to be a militant atheist, and now he's just uh, a regular atheist. He's atheist. an open-minded atheist, but. I never would have come in contact with them if I was just sticking to my house, not letting our kids be friends with their kids. If I was just focused on trying to put on meetings and maybe by chance my neighbor will come to my meetings if I send them a flyer, I can guarantee you that these three individuals would never. Now, maybe you're saying they're showing lack of faith, but it's not a lack of faith. It's just recognizing that's just not where people are. They would never show up. And I would never have those conversations with them. I would never be able to bless and serve them mm. if I was just trying to get them to come to meetings by sending them a flyer. Yeah. So, so those things are like they're almost you can't you can't count them. It's almost like if we can't count the count it, it doesn't count. Like we want to be able to count. Okay, this person, that person, this baptism, that b- baptism, but. Those things are measured qualitatively and not quantitatively. So again, to me, success is how many people are intentionally, deliberately living out everyday life with gospel intentionality. And is there more today than there was a year ago? I would say absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so we are having a a greater missional footprint and missional reach than we were a year ago. And that's how I would measure success. And I think that's, I love that. What did you just say? Um, Living out gospel intentionality Mm -hmm. every day. And I feel like for me, that like speaks volumes because, you know, two years ago, I wasn't. Mm -hmm. Two years ago, I was a consumer. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a great question to ask yourself. Are you living out the gospel every day with gospel intentionality. Have we had a whole episode about what that means? Because it occurs to me, what does it mean to live life with gospel intentionality? I think we have. We have to review that. But I mean, just the thumbnail sketch is, is um, living your life in no matter what context you're in. Again, it's not about doing something additional, but just being intentional with what you're doing. Just going through life in the normal rhythms of life and being prayerful and deliberate and intentional about recognizing that every action that you engage in has the power to communicate the gospel to people. Mm-hmm. Again, your actions more so than your words even. So that's what it means to live life with gospel intentionality. And I think as Christians, if we aren't doing that, you know, for me to call myself a Christian and go to church every week and be a consumer, that's not that's not what Christ has wanted us to do. Mm-hmm. He wants us to live every day. Um, and I just, I love that mindset now that I have. Um, and I'm not perfect perfect at it by, by any means, but looking at my week and seeing um, where God can use me is, is a powerful thing because when he does use you, it's so humbling. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's our kind of year in review, 2017. We kind of took a, a bird's eye view. And we've we've uh, evaluated where where God has taken us, and I I'm thrilled that we've been a part of 
what he's doing in our city. And it's mm. not that we've done it, it's he's done it and we're joining up with him. And so that gives me courage. Pray for us. Yeah. We do that because sometimes we look and we say, Oh, are we doing anything that's impacting anybody? Um, so yeah. Anything else before we close? No, hope you guys all have a good new year and we'll see you in 2018. Thank you for listening to Mission Lab. Our theme song is Portland Hike by Tiny Music. Additional editing by Chris Ogay. Follow us on Twitter at MLabPodcast. Podcast.